0: Boom.
1: Here's what I found.
0: Yeah, here we are, ladies and gentlemen, for the MandoCast number seven. Woo, that episode. My goodness. My goodness. We got a lot to cover today. Uh, But first, we're going to go ahead and get introductions out of the way. We got with us our good friend. The always insightful, hilarious Atu Walker. Atu, no thank you very much for joining the Mando cast. No problem. I'm here. Yeah. So, so, Atu, what we like to do before we actually jump into the episode and get into it, start really geeking out, is we like to ask our guests. Yeah, uh, what was the first Star Wars impression in your life? Um, whether it be first movie, something you saw in a store. Um, what was it and what kind of impression did it make on you?
1: Okay, so I was born in 1979. Okay. My first Star Wars experience was Empire Strikes Back in the movie theater. And then at some point VHS tapes came out and you could watch all the Star Wars series, and like we had that in our house. We had all the Star Wars, like they came in a three pack or something, I don't yeah. remember but you can, you can get all the Star Wars. So we watched them all, all the time. And then, you know, uh, it was like that and Michael Jackson's Moonwalker I had on tape. And we also had Coming to America on tape. Nice. A couple other like, you know, movies that you get. But back then it was VHS. So all my experiences with Star Wars is like, I saw Empire Strikes Back in at the theater when I was a kid. And then I saw... Uh, r- yeah, then I think... Re- I don't know if I saw Return of the Jedi in theaters. I can't remember if I did or not. But
0: So yeah, this is know. good. This is good. Let's get into it because um, we've had a couple of guests. Obviously, you know, I was the generation where I saw them all in theaters. Um, so I oh, try you know, to always you know. impress this on viewers because it's a generational thing. People yeah. have come to Star Wars through so many different generations. But try try to articulate what happened to your brain in Empire Strikes Back in the scene where Luke is hanging there and then Darth Vader drops the bomb. Like, talk about the mood in the theater when you witnessed that.
1: Oh, uh-huh. everybody was like, no! Yeah. <laughs> everybody was screaming. Everybody was like, no! Like, he, yeah. like, 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 uh, the, the, the uh, Luke Skywalker saying no everybody's like screaming no all of them. Yeah, yeah. Cuz I think like in all the movies I've seen is like none of them were it was it wasn't that powerful and he said it in such a way that it was yeah. like yo you fucking with us right? <laughs> like he can not be saying that like as a friend. Yeah. But then like Luke immediately believed him and then like we were like no it can't be true. Yeah. This is Darth Vader. This is who just murdered everybody. Yep. I don't know, like, it's like, I don't know, dude
0: Yeah, that's what I always say Not only did it blow everyone's mind in the theater But even when everyone's walking out like Can you believe what just happened? You know, it's one of those experiences that A lot of people were legit upset It's like, yeah. what kind of movie is this? <laughs> yeah, it
1: was, it was crazy, no man Because real real talk after that, what happened? What do we remember? Luke and Leia talking on a starship And his, his hand getting fixed yeah. Like I think, you know what I mean? Like, like we were like, what, what is going on here? And then you were wondering like, are them two going to get married? Like yeah. it was weird, bro. It was so weird. Yeah.
0: It, yeah, it was weird. And I will say that they're, they're, you know, kind of the, as a kid, I don't think I remember, um, I don't remember thinking anything of it, but obviously when all the storylines get tied together in, uh, Jedi when we find out they're brother and sister yeah. um I didn't think about this until the 90s one time when I was rewatching them and I go that's kind of creepy that there was a, a weird intimacy at different moments between Luke and Leia but I mean I guess they didn't know <laughs> but you got to think like that was a plot hole did George Lucas know that they were going to be siblings all along if so uh he should have dropped at least the scene where she kisses him and then he's all like I think that was in was that in that was in Star Wars, I think.
1: No, I, I like to think that whatever George Lucas did in putting his story together, he left enough of it out where he can build on it forever. Like oh, yeah. we have to think of coming from that one movie and then getting the second one and then and then they weren't even sure after the second one if they were gonna do the third. Yeah. So for them to even be able to do the third movie on top of all that, and then like, and then it went dormant for years. Yeah. Until over a until, decade. Yeah. Over until they were like, well, let's bring it back with 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 Phantom Menace and everybody. Would, and then that's when the real excitement came. Yeah. Like, I can't remember any other time like where they were really where that was like real excitement because the whole fans of everybody like. Anything that came up Star Wars, it was a sellout. Like, I don't yeah. remember it ever not being. Like, even in a 10-year period, they dropped nothing on us.
0: I So I think during that 10-year period, the only thing you could really do is the novels. Someone was still writing novels with the Star Wars universe, but me and Ezra have talked about this multiple times. I don't necessarily know that those novels have always lined up with...
1: No, and none of them were really authorized. It was just fan fiction.
0: Oh, was it? OK, so that's there, there were,
2: um, there, were a, there were actually a, a run of uh, authorized novels. It was um, I think at that point, they kind of ca- kind of in the business realm of things and fandom kind of coming together. There's the realization that um, it has a life how big? How, yeah, how big it was going to be. So I think they just took around it because I remember growing up like in this time where you mentioned that it was dormant. But they did um, have the comic book too in the night. Yeah, the comic, the comic books, book. Yeah, and and the the games were never just dry. Play video games. They were always like almost every Star Wars game has a story that like integrates directly into it, and that's when they were doing like like PC games were coming out and like it, um because because yeah. they did they were able to piggyback off of the rebirth of uh of all the um remasters because that's when I had seen them all the remasters came out uh, the video set you're referring to I had that so there was like the T-A-X
1: the, T-A-X the T-H-X remasters with the digital sound where, yeah. where like you got that movie theater sound in your house <laughs> Yeah, I remember yeah,
2: yeah and they had the intro uh, little video in the front of each one so before yeah. it started it'd be George Lucas and producers talking about it and how they made the movie and all that duh, duh, duh. yeah
0: So guys, I've been thinking about this episode Um, So there's a lot of different directions to go in I think the fact that we all do stand-up comedian Probably a good way to start this is uh, You know, Ezra, you hit it nail on the head This is kind of the Bill Burr episode I mean, this is all him, dude Like He carried the whole show Really? Yeah I, I mean, the whole episode, not the whole show But the whole episode was all him And here's what I found interesting I think the first time i i saw him on the mandalorian um last season yeah. i definitely felt like he drew me into the character and there was something about the character that was very um i don't know intertwined with with star wars I, I wasn't sucked out into bill burr the podcaster but there was something about the way he was delivering lines in this one i kept getting sucked at like hey this is bill burr on a rant on his podcast, I don't know if you guys ever Listen to his, I don't listen to his podcast Oh yeah, yeah, anymore. yeah,
2: the, the Monday morning podcast yeah. it, It's so, man Like, I, it means so much To me how good he did because of the fact That like, you know, he he's in This realm right now where he's finally Getting the freedoms that he deserved And you know, he was in the, I didn't watch it yet But he's in the, the King of Staten Island uh, He's got acting chops yeah. He's got dimension, if you hear him on his podcast Even he He'll let his, his comedy wander into, I'm not doing comedy. Yeah. I'm, like, I listened to his podcast the week of the, the pandemic started, and, and deep into it, and he he has so much. And just the, little, the scenes in this where he's, like, at the table, and, you know, he's stewing about the Cinder Project, all the things that he's having to... Kind of manifest in his head and he sells it so well. I last night I looked at Shalane and I said, He's a damn good actor. He full on just, I didn't think for it. In my head, I was like, You know, like I didn't get any of it. Yeah. Where we know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 How about you, Achi? You ever listen to his podcast or no?
1: No, I really like, I'm limited to the podcast situation. Yeah. Just is like, I think maybe I only have energy for. A couple, you yeah. know, at the time. Yeah. I don't even. I don't even have energy for the one that I'm supposed to be producing right now. No, no, no. I don't know. But I listen to uh, Tiger Belly, and I listen to uh, the Breakfast Club, um, whatever yeah. version of podcast they have yeah. that comes out. So I listen to those two things. Yeah, uh, I haven't really got into him. I think like I'm a little put off about all these comedic uh podcasts not to say that none of like some of them are really good yeah but like some of them are just too long like joe rogan's is too, oh like, too yeah long. yeah no I, I, I realized really that before i don't I, I don't dislike joe rogan as a person i just think his podcast is too long like, it's you don't too long need to think about stuff like for three hours like i get it like you're trying to capture everything and everything's and you're having a real conversation but like bro dude like yeah three hours that's a that's a who has time for three hours? I don't
0: No. I what I realized with podcasts. So, I once ironically, once I started podcasting myself more, I it like inversely went down with listening to podcasts for exactly what you just said. Yeah. Um, in the sense that there's just there needs to be some kind of editing or brevity in podcasting, <laughs> and and
1: oh, no, you think- know who has a good t- podcast too? Twala a podcast is really good, like he has yeah. one. Um, I'll, I'll I'll watch his or I'll listen to his too. The twi- like the interviews that Twalipali does, hmm. like those are pretty good. Um, there's other podcasts too that like you can kind of catch snippets of. Yeah, like really good, but like yeah, I don't. Maybe I maybe I should make more time for it, but like you know, it's like whatever. Like I yeah. have a I have a busy TV schedule to keep up with. What am yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with all this Star <laughs> Wars stuff,
0: <laughs> and um, <laughs> so Ezra he's getting into resistance now. So we may touch on that. I haven't watched any of it yet. I don't know if you had, um, but I guess my the point when I brought that up is, yeah, the part where they're in the truck with the radium rhy- I don't know if I'm saying radium rhy- Radonium. Radonium. There we go. Uh, and he's talking about New Republic Empire. It all means the same to these people. It kind of felt like what I was getting at is it felt like something he would rant about on his podcast. So for me, I think he did a great job, not critical uh, uh, of the acting or the character or anything, but I just kept getting snapped into, oh, I'm listening to Bill Burr rant about something. Um, But you know what? Let's so Ezra, you brought up that scene with the I don't know if he was a captain or a general or whatever.
2: It was a guy he served under. um, Yeah. uh, Varen Kess. Yes. Varen Hess. um, Valen Hess. Valen Hess. Valen Hess. Yeah, yeah. I started getting my names crossed, but. No, it's That that scene is, it's so, it's very like, go ahead, punk, make your day. Like anything that brings it back into a Western. I mean, this is the most multidimensional thing I've watched in a long time that it's you know you know he's gonna do something you just yeah. know it it was so the tension was so thick right there you could cut that scene with a butter knife it was so thick like and maybe i'm like over analyzing it but i'm just i i feel like i have a defense mechanism for this episode because a lot of people were critical saying no, oh it was filler. And I'm like, how the hell is any of it filler? Like, and how the hell is that filler? He yeah. told us last episode he had to get Mayfield. You knew it wasn't going to be an easy get. You yeah. knew it was going to be something that was going to take him. That This was going to be an arduous task. And it's, they're, they're not going to have Bill Burr be this character and just touch on it. They already yeah. built him up last season. And they did it. So, I mean, because how big do you expect the last fight to be? They're going to go in, fight, probably get Grogu, get out. Like, it doesn't need to stretch amongst two episodes.
0: Right. Yeah, no, this was important. I thought I really liked the historical aspect from that one conversation at the table where we kind of go, oh, so Bill Burr, you know, he, I guess I didn't really. I didn't really put a lot of this together the first time he was in it in last season, and I'm going to go back and watch that episode he was in where they were doing that heist. So he was probably a stormtrooper or something equivalent. Um,
1: he was a stormtrooper sharpshooter. There we go. Like a different trooper. division. So he was a sharpshooter
0: for a storm stormtrooper trooper, whatever. Yeah. There we go. And so he knows he has the resentment. He has the bitterness. But there was something. So Ezra, we've gotten into this before in the past where I always pose this question um, because I think it's, this is where someone like myself, I really geek out. I don't necessarily geek out on the names of all the different uh, different aliens and species and planets, but I always it always troubles me. How is the empire such a powerful influence and stranglehold on the galaxy? And this general... I'm going to read word for word what he said at this table, which I was like, oh, this is not only is it a very important part of the psychology of how the empire works, but it was also social commentary for us, I think, as just human civilization. So he says, you see, boys, everybody thinks they want freedom, but what they really want is order. And I was like, oh, so that's... So if you're living in a galaxy where each planet has its own rules, its own culture, its own this, its own that, it's very easy for something like the empire to play on everyone's discontent on whatever may be going on in their own planet. And so they look to this powerful structure and say, ah, I think this this is what will, will save us. So I don't know, I just wanted to see if you guys remember that being said, what was your take on it? Star Wars, I very rarely like pick up and put two and two together with social commentary, but I thought that was a really cool line.
1: Well, in general, I really feel like it's an allegory for um, divide and conquer. That's that's all of what Star, Star Wars is, you know. It is a great example of political intent. And you have to understand, like, this is what our current Republican Party is doing right now. Their whole entire strategy is to divide the masses and conquer us all and steal and abuse and do everything that they want to do without, um, you know what I'm saying, without being checked. So, uh, you know, people that are interested in power want it to be absolute so no one can disagree with them. Uh, So the, the idea... Of the revolution or the resistance is always this idea of how do we communicate better? Yeah. And, and, and that's what I really feel like it comes down to. You know, how do we communicate a way of peace and not communicate a way of dividing and conquering and thinking ourselves superior to someone else? It's very clear that this strategy doesn't work, <laughs> yeah. but people keep trying it because. If you join that group, it feels great to be part of the group. Yes. Feeling everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, you know, I think that's why people join gangs. It's fun to feel like, oh, no one can fuck with me. I'm invincible. But really that invincibility is false. Yeah. And so that's, a, that's the same thing. Well, that- they can't.
0: ultimately, they can't deliver the o- order. They can only deliver the illusion of order. Because the chaos te- or the universe tends towards chaos and you yes. need to learn to find your spots within that chaos.
1: Right. And, and, it, and it's really about staying in your individual lane. If, you, if you're if you all on a collective bandwidth, um, that necessarily doesn't work. The diversity in the system works. The, the ecosystem works when it's playing off of each other. If it's undisturbed, yeah. you know, that, that's what we need to go to. We need to go to a, a, an ethereal sense. We have that capability within us as humans to notice when someone is upset in a room. We know it. Have you ever been in a room and someone was upset in the room and the fun just
0: stopped? I, you we know what? that shit. to. I, I happen to uh, do stand-up comedy in this room called Caravan <laughs> from Time to Time. And uh, I have seen the energy go south. <laughs> Very
1: quickly, right? And, and just as quickly, the energy can go in a beautiful way. You know, people just as quickly. So that's how tenuous our democracy constantly is. Yeah. That's how tenuous human relationships are. Like you, you, I've heard of people breaking up with each other because they don't like the way the other person selects toothpaste. So, like, if that's possible, <laughs> yeah, then anything is. I really feel like,
0: yeah, yeah, I agree. So, uh, yeah, it was interesting, and I and I do think I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think the uh, right? Ooh, what's that? What do you got there, Atu? I got this stuff called high tea. Oh, nice! I've never seen that before. It was really good. What I What is I it? Is is, is it is it literally like. tea or is it?
1: It's a uh, cannabis infused.
0: Ooh, out of town. You know what? I sidetrack. I struggle with the edible uh, THC's. It really throws me into a, a weird place, man. Really? Does it make you sleepy, or do you want to like scratch at the walls? I I I literally I have um, not heavy hallucinations, but like light hallucinations. That's good, bro. <laughs> Nah,
2: then, I
1: in then, you're in tune with nature bro you need to. yeah, it. <laughs> yeah
0: it no but it it's not always good it turns my stomach sometimes and i lose uh i get vertigo what's that called? like vertigo where you're like like seasick i literally feel seasick sometimes um oh, really? yeah but anyway getting off track uh yeah so do you think the riders over at uh M- mandalorian that was their intent, or are they just trying to paint the psychology of how this new order... I guess it's not called New Order yet. It's called um, There's Old Empire, and is this New Empire or Old... No. What do we call I this right now? John is-
1: Favreau has done a great job of showing all the different parts of what Star Wars could be. All the untold stories, yes. and, and put it together and tell it in an official way. And I think Amanda, the Mandalorian was a great start for us to get it into a window oh. of what it is. Because basically what he did was put two of the rarest characters together in in a situation. You know, it created a whole storyline out of it, out of thin air, which is basically what, uh, you know, how Star Wars came to be in the first place. But in the use of all the characters and how everything intertwines and how they're Ahsoka, the the series Ahsoka is going to come out. Like, come on, like everybody loves Rosario Dawson and this role is built for her. Like, I mean, it it can't get any better than this, as far as I'm concerned. Like,
0: So what did you so obviously I I can already kind of guess, but how did you like the episode Jedi? Where we meet uh, Ahsoka.
1: Ahsoka was dope. Yeah, my favorite part is where it's it's dark and misty. Yeah, and she's approaching the wall, and then all of a sudden, all you see is. Psh, yes. Um, oh, she built her. She rebuilt her lightsabers, bruh. And it was like, yo, like she got a whole little you know thing going. So I'm like, I'm excited for it, and I'm also excited to find out who. Her mastery is because you you have to understand that if if Ahsoka survived and she had and she decided to become a rogue Jedi, she had to train under somebody. Did she train under um, um Darth Maul? Did she train under you know who did she train she under?
2: She trained under Anakin in the Clone Wars.
0: Yeah.
1: But after that, because she quit yeah. Anakin and she quit the Jedi empire. She did.
0: So in, in the Clone Wars, she was training. But then in Rebels, she says she's not a Jedi anymore. And so, right. and now in Mandalorian, you're right. She says she's a Jedi now, right? Or they called it the Jedi. So that's... She
2: doesn't technically claim to be a Jedi. I think she kind of... She doesn't actually say that, that she is a Jedi because she's like, I can't train him.
0: She kind of... But why would they have named the episode Jedi, though? That's interesting, because, right?
2: to, to, because to Mando, to Mando or Din and that's a Jedi. Right. You know, the force wielding, uh, a lightsaber wielding somebody who's in who knew where he had to take Grogu. Okay. So, she, so she had a, she she got him on the next step. So she knew everything. She, he needed someone to tell him yeah. this whole this whole thing is was up until now is just information quest. Like yeah. <laughs> he's just been what do I do with them? What do I do with them? No one knew nothing. And that one was like, hey, someone finally knows something. And now he finally gets the answers and then to, as he's getting the answers, he loses them. And now we're building towards like, he's going to keep the, he's going to keep them. He's going (laughs) to.
0: So I think probably, yeah, I agree. I think, so we only have one episode left. So the episode has to be Grogu being rescued, which means we're not going to ever get to the planet that um, Ahsoka told him to get to, right? Well, there's
2: there's theories that, and it makes so much sense, there's a lot of theories that he's going to um, basically stay on the planet where he's training, and he'll probably, this is what episode, season three would probably show is kind of montages of Din Djarin showing Grogu some, basically they're learning the force together, even though Din mm-hmm. isn't force sensitive, at least as far as we know of. Yeah, he's going to be there because he's the one who's able to get him to listen, because we already can tell by his puppet body language that Grogu, does, he wants to be with Din and He doesn't yeah. want to be, you know, don't you want to learn that Jedi stuff? No, like he wants to just be a ragtag bandit with Din Djarin.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that. that is a good point. Um, so let's we got to. We have to touch on the unmasking again. Um, So, Atu, just to bring you up to speed, me and Ezra, in season one, I I personally, I felt a little, I I didn't necessarily want the mask to come off in season one, especially in the circumstances it came off because it felt kind of like a cheap, just let's squeeze it in here. But unmasking is like we had to, what I was telling Ezra is we waited a decade from New Hope, or it was just called Star Wars and then Empire Strikes Back and then Return of the Jedi. And on his deathbed, we get an unmasking. So this one, um, I, I don't know, Ezra, I kind of changed my opinion and I thought this was, this was a good reason. And I think it set up that scene so well that I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I, I would have liked this to have been the first unmasking if it were up to me. I don't know, what are your guys' opinion on that?
1: Well, seeing as how like I have it silently playing in the background right now and I'm looking at the scene. Mm. I think one of the things that I will note is that like you can see that um I mean let's I mean let's real talk like he really made the decision while he was in the room. Like, if you're thinking about the character himself in, in this particular part of the movie, and I think that's what Star Wars is good at in general. Like, you you can see people considering things back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think the decision was made in the room. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. despite how they did it in the script and all that type of stuff, I think the intent was that the character made that decision in the room. Like, they mm-hmm. they were going to go one way, but then they chose to do the right thing. Like, yeah. that's the, the power of the Force. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna believe in that part, and 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 I and I want to and I want for Star Wars to like be true to that. You know, the decision being made in the moment. Yeah. So, I, I think that's what it was for the character. I think it was like for the story. That's the way it had to go.
2: And Bill um, Burr foreshadows it. Bill Burr, like, like, I, I'm a sucker for foreshadowing, almost to the point where I. I feel like foreshadowing takes away some, some suspense, but it's okay because Star Wars is such a big, there's always someone laying out some kind of warning or some kind of like, Hey, this isn't mm. the Star Wars is built on that. Like he's going to bring balance or we don't, whatever they say, Bill Burr or the uh, Mayfield's like, Hey, you know, we all have that line. We won't cross yeah. unless we have Thank to. You. Yes. And I'm like, Hey, I'm I'm like, He's gonna have to do. As soon as he said that, I looked at everyone in my room for our Amanda watch party, and I go, "Hey, you know he's gonna do something he doesn't want to yeah. do." My well, mask is coming off because yeah. that's the only thing he said he wouldn't do. And we are we even argued about it in the room, We're like, "Well, he already broke the code once by going back on the bounty and re reclaiming Grogu back in yeah. uh, episode two of season one, and now like, yeah, he foreshadowed. You knew it was coming." But it didn't. It still made it like good. It didn't take away from it because you're like, is he gonna do it? Is he going to? And and he did. And he played it so well because you see, he's good at being stoic, and you know he's just so much more comfortable with the helmet on. Yeah, you know he's just thinking like like, like he pre- he feels like he just showed his pecker to everybody in the room. Yeah, he can't find his thinking? underwear. He's like, oh my god, what do I do? Like to him, that's being naked.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, so, I think, and I think that was the one way that uh, that uh, Bill Burris character, whatever his name is, uh, could like contribute to the situation was like by by making sure he didn't out himself. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And he knew that's the only way that the whole he would be able to make it back and forth. And so I don't know, like, I, I really liked it. Like, it, it yeah, it worked out really well.
0: I, I think it did, too. And it, it also talking about the philosophy of Star Wars, it played in really nice because Bill Burr, he, he said that you said the foreshadowing, um, as Ezra. So it happened in multiple places. Cause when they were driving in the truck, he was, he was busting his, cho- he was, uh, busting the Mandalorian's chops about, uh, compromising to put on the Imperial armor. And he and then he showed the people and he's like, see new Republic empire. It doesn't matter to them. They're just trying to eat. Right, and we know that in Jedi psychology, um, I forget what movie it was quoted in, but they they talk about Jedi don't deal in absolutes. No, right? the absolute. So there's a through line in so much of what happens here. So basically, Mayfield Bill Burr is saying people do what they got to do. It's a pragmatic universe. We got to do what we got to do to survive. And when the time comes, you make the choice that you need to make to survive. Now, what's interesting is there are two uh, uh, st- two characters or structures within Star Wars which are uncompromising characters. The Empire, right? Because the Empire says people say they want freedom, but they want order. And so it's like this uncompromising, rigid system that's put in place that's meant to control, intimidate, and also progress, whatever. But then the Mandalorian, that culture, especially that cult, um, I just forgot the name of the cult they're in. Mm-hmm. They are uncompromising in their values and their value system is, uh, it's a cult, right? So it's, it can't change, it can't bend. But what's happening is now we're starting to see the Mandalorian having to take these compromising, pag- pragmatic choices. And I think that's why I say this was the perfect moment to unmask. Because it's like he's literally deciding: Do I pull the? Do I walk away and give up on Grogu, basically his child? Right? We'll call it because he he's referring to it as I lost a child. Right? So that's his child. Does he walk away from his child, or does he compromise his value system? And the Jedi don't deal in absolutes, and they make the right decision, the best decision that you can make at any given time. So I feel like there's this whole philosophy that we're being presented with that all of these seemingly um, uh, unconnected things to me, seems like they're all telling the same story. Uh, but I don't know. That's what I got out of it.
1: Oh, It's like, uh, you know, I think I really like stories a lot. I think, um, you know, I have a joke that, that I talk about is like redemptive, like black fathers, and that that relates to a couple things. Yeah. Um, I I'm I'm like okay with like all of it. I, I think like you know even the dark side, like there's bits and pieces of it, but like uh, they show some way to include the humanity of who, like who we really are and what want to be. So. I'm liking. I'm liking the show.
2: Yeah, I think uh, what I like about that whole scene is, is, um, what what this episode too. What was just so important to me is, uh, this. It, it was kind of a way saying like, okay, we we knew, we, we knew that the I'm gonna refer to as Baby Yoda because of I'm gonna talk about him as the hype of Baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that we know his name, but the hype. We'll yeah. call it Baby Yoda hype. Yeah. It started selling people on the show and making people watch it in ways that maybe they wouldn't have. It brought in a whole audience. Um, having this episode play out the way it did. even And Shalane was like, hey, uh, they didn't even show him once in it. And I was like, it's the Mandalorian. It's not Baby The show is like you wanted a show about a Mandalorian. You wanted a tale based on him. It was a good hey. Let's not forget what it's really about. Yeah. We know that you love that character, and the the the, li- the live MacGuffin. We know what you all want already. Yeah. I think they had to have been able to at least see that it was that he was going to blow up and take on a new meaning from the show that people. Maybe it was unintended. I don't know, but it's a Mandalorian show. That was the original yeah. draw. People I knew that were hyped for it in the beginning of last year were like, remember Boba Fett was a man Mandal- was worn Mandalorian armor and and you what you love the Mandalore stories and Clone's yeah. Rebels. So they're like, I want more of it. There's gonna be live act it's supposed to be about him. And this episode let us know, like, why do we care about him? Oh, that's why we care about him. And he's yeah. gonna make us care about him more because he's gonna show just how rogue he's going to rogue on being rogue yeah and it just I, I um I and I oh god I love the part at the end when he comes back at Moth Gideon with his own like we completely tells him word for word what Moth told him with the yeah same uh episode of last season's like you have something I want. I was like, oh, he's yes, he's gangster. Like, look at him. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I'm like, he's coming. Like you never get the good guy threatening the bad guy. I love when the good guy threatens the bad guy.
0: Yeah.
1: No, that was, like, it's about to be a rap for you. And you and, and you totally believe you totally believe it's really oh, it's a rap for off getting him about to get it. He's about
2: to get it back up. <laughs> yeah. We're like, ah, like we all stood up in the room. I was like, nah.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that was that was, good <laughs> was. Hey, guys, I gotta I gotta bring this up, not to bring it down into the mud, but man, that scene where those two women were shooting, that was doing something for me, guys. You went, there
2: before, you went there before I did. That's what, what? I was going to say. Like That was hot. Please, <laughs> please tell me you don't want to posterize. They just had the shot oh. right now of them both holding the guns, and I was like, oh, my God, like, look at, like, and, and nobody does this in their, this is a MandoCast. Experience. Women are the best
1: pilots and snipers, dude, I'm telling you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep, Nobody. nobody nobody's going to do this. Yeah, no one's going to do this in a Star Wars podcast but us. Somebody, yeah. I'll say it, I'll say it the way Ezra Paco does. Damn, they're just... Gorgeous, and no one says it like that And it's so awesome, I don't even care And we love it, yeah, everything yeah. about the power Like,
0: no one touches on that, but here Let's put it this way, guys I was feeling the I was feeling it in the Schwartz <laughs> But that was, yeah, that was a badass scene Where they're both up there That's enough of that
2: I know, but it was But it is cool, like, like on the real Like, it was, because it did also, like it does. It, it, it there is a a certain yeah, but it also aside for what it was, um, I'll I'll bring a value to it was that like sexuality it,
1: is barely mentioned in the Star Wars universe. You know what? That really is true. Should, we that should really barely is mention it. it as well. Like, and nobody fucking in Star Wars. They haven't made rated R Star Wars yet. No, but hold on,
0: Return of the Jedi, the dancing girl who unfortunately went down into the Rancor pit. Come on, I mean that's.
1: That's the closest we got.
0: Yeah, that was the closest the we got. That's
1: the closest we got to Leia in a bikini or whatever. Yeah. That
2: is weird. You know, that brings up a question for me. You know, um, Jedi talk about you can't fall in love, but without love, there's not a chemistry. How do Jedi expect to create other Jedi? Do they just assume that people are going to be born to Sith that give into their urges, and then they'll turn the people that were born Sith into light ciders. Like how, how do they expect people to procreate? Like, do they just think it's an organic thing? And like, like animals that aren't humans and dolphins or like, I've never understood. That's a good like-
0: question. See this. Okay. We're going deep in this podcast. We I don't mean, know who
1: Anakin. The is. Jedi order was more like what we like to call, like, uh, I think in some ways they were shaped after like, uh, what of those, uh, a mythical knights of the round table kind of idea. You know, like uh, they they have some um, duty to justice above themselves. You know, they have some duty to humanity above themselves and the metachlorian content of children. It is a little weird that these priest dudes are running around <laughs> looking for <laughs> testing children for metachlorian content <laughs> and they're not married. So I think yeah. there was I think especially in the Clone Wars, in, in Attack of Clones, and in um um the Phantom Menace, there was indications that the Jedi Order had their problems. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you know. So, so I I like to think that there was some Jedi out there that weren't really cool as Jedi. They were just kind of like. Your local sheriff that kind of fucks shit up for no reason, you mm. know what I mean? So you know,
0: I,
2: yeah, you know what? Like I, I like that you said that too because of how one thing that Matthew we we kind of touched on about how Star Wars touches socially on and whether unintentionally or not that think people do things differently, and I've felt that with like the Jedi. uh I <laughs> so we like one thing that's come up this week with a lot of friends that I've talked about is like mace windu he's kind of a rogue jedi a little bit i mean he does follow the he's part of the um the jedi order and part of the council but on the other hand he does i mean i did the 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 lightsaber they say the 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 way the lightsaber color yeah you know uh purple shows that hey he's not afraid to do what he really needs to do even if it's a for through the moment for and and you have to think there's probably jedi out there who aren't exactly the way yoda preaches it is that it and it's no other like that because that's an absolute in itself
1: but we also see like Jedis don't really take orders from anyone. They all have their own self-consideration. Like they all have their own um, modus operandi, you know what I mean? Um, you definitely notice throughout the series and stuff like that, but like, you know, Ahsoka Tano brings this up with the Jedi, and especially when it comes with the the whatever war the, that they were fighting before the Empire took over mm-hmm. is... Uh, even the fact that there that was a false war, the Jedi became generals of that war. Yeah. They became, mm-hmm. they became uh, a military force. And yes. they were pushed into that role. And and that's when things kind of went awry for them. I think when you when you're well, there they were never intended to be that, but yeah. I think you know they got on the wrong side of things because they were too busy being divided.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, that is a good point, and that's brought up uh, in the in Rebels, actually. So we see it in the animated series of Clone Wars, where they are the generals. But then it's also brought up, uh, kind of called back multiple times in Rebels, where they talk about their admiration for the generals, and when they're saying generals, they're referring to the Jedi's. Yeah. Um, well,
1: I I also know that like there there's some intention behind that with you know Lord Sidious. Like Lord Sidious intended for them to be divided in that way, like too busy fighting all these battles of all these fronts. Yeah. That, like how could they notice what it is that he was doing it in Coruscant? He wanted to divide their power. And that was the whole thing. You know, Mace Windu, the reason why he was the most powerful Jedi at that time, other than Anakin, is that Lord Sidious wanted to pit those two individuals against each other in the empirical and also battle, because Mace Windu never believed that Anakin was the the chosen one, because he knew that he had more Mediterranean content than him. So, I don't know, man, like, there's, yeah. there's gotta be something to it, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: Well, they're gonna, um, they're supposed to be, may- maybe I've looked too far into it, but they're already planning season four of uh, mm. of Mandalorian. So three's written and in production. Um, for four, apparently, there's supposed to be some big showdown or big either a showdown or a truce between Boba Fett and Mace Windu. And Mace Windu is <laughs> going to come back, and he's supposed to get like they're supposed to they're supposed to do something with Mace Windu where they're going to do three stages of. Uh, Gonna- I'm telling
1: you, if if Mace Windu comes back, it, like if 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 Darth Maul is able to come back, one character they got to bring back is Mace Windu because no one knows if Mace Windu survives or dies or anything like that, and then like all of the information about him as a character goes dormant, yeah. you know, like, there's no mention of him in the New Hope or any of those. Yeah. You know, despite, you, you would think base window will come out of the woodworks if you were him, but maybe you don't want to. Like, like, there's something to be said for the most powerful Jedi to be wiped off of existence out of a window. I don't know about y'all, but I feel uncomfortable about it.
0: I I think that, that should be... When we look at that timeline, I think that's a story that needs its own series. Actually,
2: well, they they're planning on it. They're gonna okay. do. A, they want to do. Um, they want to touch on him as a youth, like as a padawan, and and how he okay. was trained, and they, um through through uh, the old Republic. Okay. And then they want they want to also touch on him right before Anakin came into play, and they also want to touch on him how he survived a a, we- a weathered mace windu they, they want to do that and apparently they're trying to figure out how they're gonna how they want to portray all that that's in the works
0: okay so good we need more of that i wouldn't it be crazy if he was on tatooine at the same time as uh obi-wan
1: I don't know, dude. One thing that that does bother me about Star Wars in general is, like, after these worlds blow up, Uh like, what happens after that? Like, what happens to the solar system after that? What's the effect? You you know what? Good point. I'm like like thinking like a physicist. Like, what the fuck happens to the solar system if a whole planet blows up? (laughs)
0: Well, not just that. You can't fly to all these different planets and not walk and move differently, okay? You're talking about centimeter. If the circumference of a planet is one centimeter thicker across the entire circumference, you're either walking faster or slower. So So you can't-
1: the, the, The galaxy theory is this, like if you live in a galaxy, all the same rules apply for life to sustain. So if you're going to have sustained life somewhere that is a very similar galaxy to Earth, that all sustained life is going to have to have all the same things in order to sustain life. So if we go to another planet, in theory, where it's it's supposed to be able to sustain our breathing and eating and all that. It's just different flora and fauna.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: That's what I've been told.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? And then that's what I'm going to, next time my, me and my kids talk about That's so what I'm going to say, I go, okay, here's the thing. Um, there might be, but see, I guess in the Star Wars galaxy, we don't really, it seems like I uh, actually, you know, what scene, um, right now is playing. It's the sniper scene. Oh shit. I love this scene. Um, but <clears throat> too yeah, no, the- that's a good point. You just say that all of these, for the most part, are the exact same atmosphere, the exact same circumference, the exact same mass, and um, just different-looking creatures on it. Yeah,
2: they treat the planets like different countries almost. Instead yeah. of like, how do they just get off them? They don't have they don't have a different like air con. I mean, we go to Denver and it fucks up our breathing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let alone, <laughs> let alone right. like you go to another planet. Like what's what what's that like? And they they never even
0: address it. Yeah, they wear the same clothes. Well, unless they're in Hoth, then they bundle up a little bit, right? That's but for the Antarctica. most part,
2: oh, um, Australia, Australia. Sorry, <laughs> Antarctica. I don't know. I'm brain farting.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. So, guys, what else is there? Anything else from this episode we want to touch on? Um, I'm trying to think. I, the the only other thing I have this pirate scene um, behind me. So, you know, what my oldest one said when we were watching this, what is that? What she, she goes, well, these pirates could be freedom fighters for the planet. Why doesn't, why don't they try and talk to them? <laughs> and, Cause she was thinking like in role playing, you can, okay, before we fight, let me check my charisma, uh, my charisma attribute and see if I can roll and talk with them first, you know, but I don't know. I guess it's more fun when you're in the laser fight.
1: I mean, like, real talk, like, you know, they're in the middle of an offensive already. So yeah. they have already done some military planning. And then, like, the Mandalorian, they were, like, walking into the situation. So I don't know what's they been know. going on for the last, what, few months, possibly. Yeah. For the people transporting from the mines, this, that, and other. I mean, you really got to question the refinery's location and where the mine is. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's a whole other thing. Like, who's doing the mining? Like, they didn't even get to any of the geopolitics of the situation. So, yeah. I mean, I could imagine that this is probably some rogue force, um, you know, blah, 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 upset or the villagers, but they didn't look like any of the villagers that were living in the community. No. That looked like the the that looked like the families of the people who were working for uh, blah blah blah. You know what I mean, like the empire. Yeah. Or, so I don't know, dude. The, there's a yeah, lot. Of I, I thought
2: that that that's kind of why that um th- there's there's subtle things that played out in this episode that meant as much as the obvious things, and it, the scene where they're in that cruiser and he looks one of the like the the villagers he looks at that boy villager in the eye for like a moment like a yeah. little more than a moment and you know he's having this moment of like hey i'm a i, I am a also someone who lived in like that for a while yeah. i was lived under that kind of circumstance so you know it's going through his head and that whole scene also helps us solidify that you know that's cool of your daughters to actually ask or to ask say, hey, like, are they freedom fighters? Because they are their M- Mando and and Mayfield are the bad guys in that yes. scene, technically. Yes. So I uh, but the only thing that kind of answers what they are is that you see villagers and you know they're not villagers. That's true. Because they've got yeah. they got the tech, they got the weapon, they got the weaponry, they've got that ability, the way they thermal
0: detonators
2: yeah they went after them but that that's something that Star Wars does a really good job of too is showing hey there's there's levels of evil there's not just one there's everybody's fighting for something somewhere and that's where they build their stories around is who's fighting for what when they are yeah I have a fun question I'll just throw it out there yeah, this yeah. episode's called the believer right who, who do you guys think that pertains to or what situation do you think that pertains question. to that, that title? I
1: think that, I think that the believer is, is the Mandalorian. I think for whatever reason, he got, he got paired with the most cynical character that could possibly exist. Right. Like, the bill burr's cynicism throughout the situation is thwarted by uh the mandalorian's belief in making sure that he took care of this kid yeah so and then and then at some point the cynic became
2: a believer <laughs>
1: But that's because of the Mandalorian. So who is the believer? The Mandalorian. If you're going to start off the story of that, like, who who are we really talking about here? It's like, he's the one that's motivating all these people to go with him to go get this kid, despite, and all of his actions have led up to it. So in my opinion, the the, the true believer is Mandalorian, the guy who hasn't given up yet. (laughs) Everybody else has been along for the ride. Now, I mean, at the end... He could have easily been like, you know what, Mandalorian, I owe you a debt. You know, I'm going to go with you. But he decided to walk away. We don't know what's going to happen next, but, you know, let's hope he makes a different choice in the
0: future. A lot of, a lot of loose ends with every one of these episodes because this uh, Mayfield could come back in the Jedi episode. The gal who um, Ahsoka defeated. We don't know what happened to her. She could still be alive and in the plot. Um I, I'm still, you know what? For some reason, I don't know why. You you remember the uh, the egg carrying family and yeah. and Grogu kept eating the egg. Oh yeah,
1: I don't they know why. I just feel like the they watched a the kid.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly, back. exactly. But I feel like why did they have them? Th- those guys might circle back. I don't know. Yeah, they might. They um, might. So I just feel there's a lot of characters that um, there was enough of them being part of a plot that, uh, it, and then we don't know really what happened to them.
2: I think some of that is getting answered. Now, now I'm going beyond the Mandalorian here. I'm just going to like go off with, uh, I, I, I'll flex my media muscle. i this week, the um, they had it, what they called a, an investors meeting. That was basically, uh, everybody who's put money into all these franchises, uh, uh, George Zucas, Kathy, all, all the people all got together uh and said, Hey, uh, here's what's coming out. I don't know if you've seen the slate of uh. oh There's Star Wars stuff coming out over the next five years between Disney Plus and maybe movies. There um the Mandalorian isn't just gonna launch uh Ahsoka. There, there's um well they are, but there's also there there's gonna be tying in like uh I forgot what, the, there's some story about the the guy who, Andor. I should have it in front of me as a reference, but basically if you're kind of curious about anything at all that hasn't been touched on, it's safe to say they're probably going to bring it up somewhere along the next five years. It, it, it looks like they're leaving no stone unturned for what they can build story off of for, for what's to come they're doing a rogue squadron movie they're doing uh a droid story that's supposed oh, to be about cute. side thing about r2 and c3po they're gonna do yeah the, the guy the guy from uh a rogue one the pilot or Andor before all mm. the stuff happened they're doing um they're supposed to start telling everything after the rise of skywalker they're they're, they're getting almost ridiculous with it. They're doing yes. a Lando story. They're doing, um, I should have put it in front of me, but more than one thing that's been on the Mandalorian is going to be touched on. And, yeah. and th- then they they want to continue this. Yeah. And they, sh- and and they should.
0: Right. Well, this has been so much fun. All the, I mean, the, from the sets to the characters, the dialogue, this is just, I love this series. Um, have you guys watched um
1: so on disney plus they have like a, a a junket of all these production interviews and stuff like that i haven't got and to that yet the gallery okay so me and my kid watched it so we watched all of the mandalorian and then we watched how they're doing mandalorian and i'm telling you right now that they're doing it in such an innovative way that you guys are never believe how they did all these sets. I'm not gonna tell you. Okay. You guys have some homework to do. All right. You guys are gonna be the Mandalorian podcast. You guys have to watch the galleria for the Mandalorian.
2: Yeah, some um, of those are good.
1: You're those you're gonna good. be you're gonna be astounded by the passion of the people who are working on the project about how they're developing storylines, about where people are coming from with their with their perspective. They have like they have all types of people representative, including one of the directors of one of the shows is Ron Howard's daughter.
2: Oh, so, yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard. She did a couple of the episodes and um, she did a good job.
1: Yeah. So I'm just saying like there's a lot there's a lot here in, in, and yeah, there's a lot of passion for the project. And I can't wait to see the next few episodes, man. Yeah,
2: I hope they do one for this. I hope they do a Galleria for season two. Like I, I would do too. Yeah, because these the round tables—they're just they pull you in. They're they're just as intriguing. Because I mean, you see what what goes behind the scenes at, at it's it's to say it's overwhelming is an understatement. How many moving parts have to click to make something this big happen, and then for it all to have to tie in with all these other big things that are yeah. happening. I mean, stars has employed f- hundreds of thousands of people in some form or another. Yeah, all starting with one story.
0: <laughs> it's it's a significant industry. Let's put it that way. Uh,
1: well, I mean, you know, if, if it was George Lucas is a job creator, son. Boom! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> no, I, hey, as far as uh, industries go, this is. I mean, come on, this is a this is an industry. It's hard to. Uh, be critical of it, right? It's just giving us good entertaining stories. Um, So, Atu, what we'd like to do before we wrap things up is uh, I wanna know what is your both favorite Star Wars, either movie, series, show, whatever, um, and why? And then also, what is your least favorite and why?
1: Mm. That's, that's tough. Okay, so my least favorite is really easy. It's okay. uh, the Star Wars Christmas special, the thing that came out in the 70s.
0: <laughs> uh, what? You didn't like that? Oh! <laughs> no,
1: nah, I just can't deal with the che- Chewbacca's grandpa jacking off. <laughs> uh, that's where I draw the line of, like, okay or lore. Like, and I'm not cool with it. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. But so, so there was no need for it to be in a Christmas special. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm good. Like, we didn't need
0: to see that, you know. But that's important you brought that up because most people forget that ever happened. Mm-mm. Is it? And,
1: and I feel like also that's when George Lucas was fighting for the rights of Star uh-huh. Wars and all that type of stuff. So it's something that definitely got out of his hands and I'm probably he did in a drunken rage, like yeah. burn it all to the ground. Uh-huh. But I'm glad it's buried and dead. But it's the worst. It's the worst piece of Star Wars that of anything that existed, and I think the the reason why it happened, it happened. All the people that were involved in the original were in it, and I think they all said to him like, "We can never do something this shitty ever again," <laughs> as it comes to Star Wars. And because of that, we have all of the canon we have now. Like uh-huh. he had to go sit down for a few years and realize how fucked up he fucked it up. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm glad that 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 reflection happened and it came back and was like you know what I gotta do better yeah. <laughs> so let, let, let's let's think let's thank the gods for it but yeah 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 uh, my favorite my favorite of all my favorites I think is Revenge of the Sith. Okay. I don't know why Revenge of the Sith was 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 really good to me but like, You knew what was going to happen, yeah, but obviously, you didn't have the details yet. And for when the movie came out, and at the time, and how uh, it helped shore up the story Mm -hmm. of what his love for Padme really was, yeah, I think that was significant for people to see that you know, he, you know, the Darth Vader was acting out in love for his family, he was doing the wrong thing, yes, to try and preserve his family. And and I don't think it was really ever about the dark side. He wanted to use the powers to save his family, and that's all he was thinking about. He was singular minded in that way. So So I don't know if that redeems Darth Vader for me, but that definitely gave me more insight into the character. So I like Revenge of the Sith.
0: Nice. Boom. Cool. Yeah. No, I never. I. I. I have recently watched it because, you know, the kids with the pandemic, we went through everything as far as the movies go. And that was, it, it was interesting. I agree that his choices were not, it wasn't always about him. It was about his family and it was about uh, taking care of them. So, yeah, that is interesting. Um, that is a big, big, uh, important piece of the puzzle. Cool. Well, guys, um, anything else you want to touch on either speculation for next week or to recap with this week's episode or, or have we hit on everything? What if, do you guys know the time, uh, the length of the season finale? Is it going to be also 30 minutes or are they going to drop hopefully something a little longer for us?
1: Well, haven't all the episodes been like 45 minutes or so? Or no,
2: the last two uh, have been uh, 31 and uh, yeah. one to, uh, 28 and then 31 were the They're last.
0: Pretty two. short, which they've been good. Uh-oh. I mean, I, I'm not complaining, but it would be cool if the one was a little longer.
1: I mean, if I'm there, I do hour long or I do 10 episodes and just call it a 10. Yeah. But we don't know... They can do 12 episodes. Like there's no limit of how many episodes they can make a season. We're talking about a streaming service here. And if I think they're going to go with whatever tells the full story and then get to the third season or they're going to break us off right now. So whatever happens next episode, that's it. And then they're going to do another eight season, eight episode run and, and figure it out from there.
2: Well, they're gonna have they're gonna have to set us up for three because it's already in production. Yeah. But they also won't. Uh, I, I think I think things like budget and production issues were. Uh,
1: well, I think they they don't have that worry anymore.
2: Yeah, not anymore. Um, with well, because was season two they did they did they did butt heads a little bit, um, mainly with uh, Pedro. But they're. Uh, I I can I can t- if I had to guess it'd probably be. No longer than fifty minutes, but they won't just do a thirty-minute one. Though this one will be like just this one will probably touch close to under an hour. The last one will, I mean, because they do have to type some loose ends and set some stuff up. They gotta tug at our heart a little bit because this is gonna be the one where they, where Mando makes the decision to like, all right, I'm gonna keep him, and you know he's gonna kind of they'll they'll let him lose his shit a little bit once he. Yeah. And also, now that Grogu's, we've seen him do it, we're kind of expecting him to fuck some shit up with the Force a little yeah, bit. He's that got reason, to. We're going to see him like, ah, like maybe pop, yeah. an, pop some heads or something because we know he can do it.
0: Yes. So we've seen him beat up the stormtroopers, but we haven't done anything like in season one where he uh, took out that uh, mud rhino or whatever it was. Um, yeah. But I think also, to the.
1: Ahsoka Tano's con- concerns were also too. is like Grogu acts out of fear instead of being intentional about using his powers, and that's where the dark side lies, man. Got to be yeah. careful. Can be acted out of fear, bro. So right. Well, well, who's to say? Uh, what if Grogu becomes a Mandalorian though? That would be ill as fuck though. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying.
0: Grogu. Being a mandalorian that, that would be bad. A found—well, he's a foundling. He's already—he—he's yeah, well. already been referred to as a foundling by someone, right? Didn't someone yeah. call him? Yeah.
2: Yeah. The—the um, armor calls him a foundling. Say so he's a foundling. Yeah, like that's, he has that's right to take care of him, and so that's why he even—all <laughs> this is—this is all the armor's fault. <laughs>
0: I, I don't know why, but for some reason, I just still feel like Sabine is going to jump in. Maybe, maybe not this season, but I I would, man, I would, my head would explode if Sabine jumped into, uh, the season finale on this one, because the dark sabers has to come into play next episode somehow. Well,
1: I think I think everything converges, right? I think that we know that Bokotano is looking for the Dark Saber. We know that they're look and so the only place the Dark Saber could be is with who it's currently with, and everybody knows that. So Bokatano's going after him, Ahsoka's going after them, and the Mandalorian's going after him. Yeah sounds like everybody's going to get what they want and they all converge in the next episode. Yep. And then that, that stems to all the other shit that they're going to do. If, if I'm them, that's what I do in storytelling. Just put everybody in one episode.
0: Yeah. And, okay. Yep. I think that's, what's going to happen. So we'll see guys <sighs> another great episode. Uh, so- yeah, thank you. Hey, Atu, thank you very much for joining uh, the podcast and, um, viewers, just a little teaser. I, we're going to try and put something together. Good for the, uh, season finale here. So for our next Mando cast, which is only a week away, um, we're going to have something good. We still, so, have
2: give, we still have the giveaway, the user the, right? the climbing. So we, we thank you guys. Um, we can we we uh, Matthew and i are going to talk about how we're going to do the giveaway we didn't forget about you we do have more than one prize now um i guess this is a chance for atu also to plug whatever whatever oh, you yes. got going on so whatever you got going on atu uh t- tell everybody where they can stay in touch with you and what you do
1: yo holler at me at uh mr atu walker at uh instagram i'm on instagram so that's my favorite place to hang out so if you guys want to interact with me, I drop all my shows on Instagram. I drop all my interesting stuff on Instagram. Facebook is kind of like I'm there, but I'm not there. So, uh, <laughs> you know, Facebook is one of the places people have arguments. I don't like arguments, so I don't be on it too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, my my place is Instagram. So hit me up on there. All the shows that I do are posted on there. So like uh, anybody wants to do. I do have a coming up. We're doing a benefit. Pick Your Poison is doing a benefit on uh, sometime in December. I guess I'll post it as well on my Instagram. Um, We're going to be doing a benefit to help out clandestine brewing in San Jose. So we're going to help out that team, um, get some funds, and uh, we're going to do jokes and stuff like that. Um Ivy Cordova's on it. Uh Jesse Hit's on it. Um, the Pick Your Poison crew. Uh so it should be a real fun show. So holla at your boy, peace.
0: Nice. Cool. Well, that's it. Are you gonna you wanna play us out, Ezra? Or are we gonna just uh oh here we go yeah. uh, Mando cans.